0: what makes the good life the good life this podcast is on a mission to find out join us as we explore the hidden gems of rural life the growing entrepreneurial opportunities and share some of the most interesting stories you may not have heard venture to all four corners of york county as we chat with some of the best people the heartland has to offer because when it comes to quality of life it's all about keeping it local brought to you by the york county development corporation this is 17 county today i am here with ben
1: mohorn Uh, ben is a recent graduate of york high school Um, he's also um, what i would call a definition of a non-traditional you know student you know all the way kind of through um at 20, I believe. Yeah, 20. 20. Most most students, uh, most individuals his age, have begun their college experience. But Ben is, um, you know, kind of deep into starting his career already. Um, he was hired last August as a creative director at Strive Inc. Uh, Strive is a live video streaming platform uh, built for schools to share their live events, you know, online. You know, think grandparents, you know, watching from you know Georgia or South Dakota or wherever they may be. Um, they have the opportunity to watch there. Um, you know, grandsons, granddaughters, you know, compete. Um, I'm very excited for this opportunity to sit down um, with Ben. Uh, Ben is a talented young man, and I'm very excited to learn more um, about this individual behind the camera. So thanks for coming to the show, Ben. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be on it. So, Right on. Yeah. So we're we're very excited to have you here. Um, So talk to me a little bit. You know, how did you get involved with technology? You know, where did your love of cameras and everything, you know, kind of start? I think it started from a very young age, like,
2: I think from the beginning, like, even when I was four and five, um, technology was not where it is today, of course, but we'd have, like, little cell phones or stuff, and I would just love to record, um, the everyday life, kind of, and do, like, my own personal vlog, even though I was, like, eight years old and I didn't realize what I was doing, and, like, every little kid has those videos that he creates. But, um, I was just, I love capturing everything around me and I didn't even think about it or realize what I was really doing. It was just kind of just instinct. And I think from a young age, I've had that creative side to me. Like I love playing with Legos, even from a young age, like when I was three years old, I remember my mom telling me that I would try to steal my cousin's Legos <laughs> and everything. And so... I think even from a young age, I've had the creative side to me, but it's kind of grown over the years. And so sure. the as the technology has grown, I've started to kind of immerse myself into it. So it's gone from less Legos to now more professional camera gear. Right on. And so um, I know when I was probably... 12 to 14 i would carry a gopro around with me everywhere i went oh no way! and i like captured everything and i know like all my buddies gave me (laughs) crap about it and like gave me a hard time and called me the gopro man but i think it always like i was always just capturing it and i never created anything from it but i just was trying to capture every moment that i could and i thought it was just cool and so why not do it but um it kind of grew from capturing everything to then creating a paintball video Mm -hmm. and I was like that's really cool and that was the first video I ever made and so um, it grew from that to then my soccer coach asking me do you want to do this type of video for our soccer team and I was like I've never touched a video editing software in my life because the video editing software that I used for the paintball video was all animated Mm-hmm. So I just had to download the clips and it made the video for me. Okay, And so like I could add music in and mm-hmm. text and Little everything, things. but it was, I did not have the control of the video. And so when my soccer coach asked me that, I was like, I'm the complete biggest noob of mm-hmm. anything. And I own a Canon because I originally started out in photography mm-hmm. and that's where my love for capturing uh, like amazing Um, images and everything that's where it first began but I owned a Canon never shot video before anything off of it but he asked me to do this video and it kind of just grew from there and the creative side of me was like I'm gonna spend all my spare time watching YouTube and trying to (laughs) learn as much premiere as I can which I don't even know what premiere is I've never touched it before And then also trying to figure out how to use a camera and use the proper settings and shoot proper video. And I like, I had no clue what I was doing. And I got done with that video and I hit post and I was shaking and sweating (laughs) and like freaking out, jumping around the house. And I'm a 17 year old kid and I was like, I don't know what I just did with my life, but. I'm very happy it feels that did it was great. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, I'm sure that's a, a great feeling to have. So going back to your question, it's grown from a young age. And even though I didn't really realize that I was doing it, I have always been kind of that
1: techie nerd guy that loves technology. But right, if you could have had the an Instagram or a TikTok or a Snapchat, yeah. you know, back when you were thirteen. Yeah, who who knows what you could have created yeah. just with those Would have little been a wild day, those little tools. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, that's really cool. Um, so you're you've had a little bit of a non traditional um, education. Can you talk a little bit to that? Um, you know, just talk about your um, education and your background.
2: Yeah, so I was originally homeschooled. Um, technically, my whole school career, um, but my sophomore year of high school um I got enrolled at York High because I wanted to be able to play football and do athletic abilities and so I got enrolled at York High part-time and so I went up for the legal requirements were 20 school hours a week Mm -hmm. so i go up for four classes in the morning be there till 12 o'clock and then leave after lunch and so that's what I did for at least my first two years, um, my sophomore and junior year. And then the legal requirements got dropped down to you only had to do two classes a day. Okay. And so like so, 10 to 15
1: hours yeah. or something like that.
2: So I didn't go that low because I was still, I was wanting those main ac- academic classes. You so were still I did, enjoying like physics, mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, so something, homeschooling. I'm beyond grateful for my parents and for where they have taken me with it and mm-hmm. how I have um, experienced life and my journey and everything. But homeschooling is a very lonely thing unless you have a giant community mm-hmm. around you. And so having those connections and that atmosphere and the, all the friends around me
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, because I played football from like fifth grade up till my senior year of high school except for my freshman year and so when you go from the middle school level to the high school level you can play on the football team Mm -hmm. but on middle school but then as soon as you go up to high school level you have to be enrolled at the high school academically right right and so um missed out my freshman year which I'm kind of grateful for because it allowed me to be able to do weightlifting and to kind of progress in that and to learn proper form and technique and kind of just figure out that that's really what I wanted to do and where I wanted to be and what I wanted to um, pursue in my high school career. And so when sophomore year rolled around, I was talking to my parents and I went, I'm missing football a lot right now. And I would give an arm and a leg to go and play. And so why not um, at least try it? And I'm very grateful that I had that experience to be able to participate in the high school atmosphere. Right. And so um, I, I got that social life of having um, friends around me and all the guys that I've grown up with playing the sport around. And mm-hmm. so we were brotherhood. Right. And But then I also had the homeschool experience that I wasn't locked into a classroom for eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. And that I could go and experience life and um, get firsthand experience with what I wanted to pursue. And so I think there are a lot of great things about the high school and about public school um, culture. But I also believe that I learned best being hands-on and getting thrown into a fire pit. And here's <laughs> what you got to do. And you got to call yourself out and figure out what you have to do to get out of that and so um, the best way I learn is hands-on and so um, my high school career it was four classes in the morning and then I would do online classes in the afternoon for homeschool and my mom would teach me and then I had another couple hours before practice and I would go and pursue what I wanted to and kind of grow my real life getting those hands-on experiences that are so influential
1: from yeah what wasn't you know what wasn't couldn't be offered at home you were able to get you know through the public schools with those relationships the ability um to you know uh compete on athletic teams and sports what other sports did you compete on you mentioned football um did you do soccer still when you were i did so um my
2: dad played soccer my dad's brother played soccer so soccer's kind of ran in our family for a long time Mm -hmm. and so that was something that I've always enjoyed I'm not the best at And my goal when I got on the field was to see who I could go after with the ball as hard as I could and maybe take them out yeah (laughs) um not violent, well, semi-not violently, <laughs> yeah. but... I was as less just, likely to get a yellow
1: card as yeah, possible, right? The cleanest,
2: <laughs> most violent way to not get a yellow, but... There we go. Um, yeah, so I played soccer, and then I did weightlifting year-round, and then football in the fall, and that was
1: my go-to sport, but soccer was a fun thing to help keep me in shape, so... Right on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What were some of those... um, Did you take any classes that kind of helped with your videography career? Was there any any classes that were offered that you took? Or was that even in the back of your mind or anything like that?
2: So that's the real kicker with my story. Is I have never taken a photography class. I've never taken a video class. I've never taken an editing class. Like I've done a creative... um, group before so Mm -hmm. i'll get into that later but that's the thing is like up until the end of my junior year i had no clue i wanted to pursue video like i thought i was going into design like um with architecture or with helping with computers and being in the technology field but i had no clue like that having a career in video was even possible Mm -hmm. like it was not even in the back of my mind. Like I had no clue that I could even pursue it, and then that soccer video got posted.
1: Okay.
2: And I was like, that was dope, and like the biggest adrenaline. And that's rush. when you were seventeen, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so that video got posted, and I was like, that was a huge adrenaline rush. That was awesome. I want to pursue that more. I tried filming more videos, and I was like, these are all flunks. I have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> And then football rolled around, and I was trying to hire people to f- – so I, like, asked my mom to come to games and film. And I, need, I need content. Man. I just need something. <laughs> Get tackles. Hope it's in focus. Yeah. <laughs> and so I had a buddy who was semi in it. So, like, I've had a friend group around me that's always pursued video or photo mm-hmm. or that's been in the creative field. But personally, I, like – I never did any of the video editing. I never did any of the video shooting, other than carrying a GoPro around with me. <laughs> and I was like the most timid kid. I was like, I like it's just fun video, like try and capture lightning strikes.
1: Yeah, yeah, never yeah. Did.
2: And the fun little experiences. But, um, yeah, junior year hit, and I was like, I think that's something that I want to pursue more. And then football rolled around, and I was like, I. We had a great possibility of winning state, so I was like, I'm not, like, kind of put, got put to the back of my mind, and I was like, I'm just going to go 100% into football, and that's what I'm going to pursue, and then I kept creating little hype videos for each football game and everything, and kept growing, and then I met
1: my boss, Taylor Siebert. I was just going to say, yeah, when did you get involved with Strive? you know, when did that kind of start?
2: So technically, I didn't get involved with Strive until spring of 2018,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, but I first met Taylor in the winter of 2017, and so um, met Taylor at the York Holiday Tournament, which York throws on every the year basketball and everything, yep. and Strive comes in full force and does the video and all the pro- high-end productions for the stream and video and photos and everything. And so Taylor was there. I was just there by luck and met him in person. But the funny thing was when I posted my soccer video, um, the end of my junior year, my soccer coach knows Taylor. Okay. And so Taylor commented on the video and was like, who is this kid? I need to get in touch with him and everything. (laughs) He was impressed. we didn't talk at all. And so, like, we didn't connect at all because I was focused on football Mm -hmm. and I wasn't like thinking about
1: anything. else. didn't know anything about video
2: (laughs) and that was the first video I ever made. And so I was like, okay, so I remembered his name and everything. And then Dr. Lucas introduced me to Taylor because they were doing video work for the school and asked if I would be willing to come along and help shoot some of this video that they're doing. And I was like, sure, I'm down for any type of experience or hands-on that I can get. And so connected through Taylor with that and then met Taylor first in person at the holiday tournament. And that progressed into then um, doing personal vlogs for him and helping to shoot state basketball for them. And that was really the first time that I ever worked with Strive was shooting the state basketball tournaments or the semifinals on Friday mm-hmm. so that then they could edit through the night and do the videos for the next day. And you were intros. just doing the shooting at this I time. was just filming hundred percent. And so I would shoot at one location then we had another person at the other location. But um yeah so I did that for Strive and that was the first time that I ever worked with Strive. And then fall or then spring came around and State Track came around.
1: And they asked Spring me, twenty
2: twenty eighteen. Spring twenty eighteen. Yeah. And so they asked me if I wanted to come and help shoot state track. And I was like, I've never even been to a track meet, let alone I have no clue what's going on. And so that's kind of like the real kicker is I got into all this and I had never filmed any type of sports other than soccer. And I had never um really experienced any of these sports atmospheres or the um, type of sport that was going on and so um, state track rolled around and I filmed and we had 400 clips and I had to edit that night and we were up to like 2.30 in the morning and posted the video then and when we woke up in the morning it had 6,000 views and it was just mind-boggling. And it's a huge adrenaline rush when you post that type of content. Even, like, if it doesn't get a huge reaction, it's just mentally, like, it's mentally wearing on you. Because you are just like, I put all my effort into this. Yeah, you've
1: just spent the last, you know, three, four, five, six, twelve 12 hours, you know, yeah. trying to get content, edit content. Yeah. And now that your product's out there, your baby, if it's you will. It's just a huge <clears throat> release of energy and,
2: um it's quite an experience but yeah and so after shooting that I got asked to come on as an intern over the summer because strives video guy before me um, went to the military and so he wasn't there anymore and so there was an open space for me and they were looking for a video person and so I was like I have literally no plans for a summer other than I was supposed to be a lifeguard and (laughs) Um, that doesn't take much very time. No, <laughs> so I was like, "This very iffy hours, or I can put mm-hmm. my own hours in with that." So I was like, "I'll get forty hours a week with Strive, lifeguard whenever I can. Hope to get a tan, right? Which right. for me, because I'm ginger, is just a sunburn." <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, not much tan. No, so that summer of 2018, I took an internship with Strive, and then when school started, I showed Strive that I could do the work. And that I was willing to put in the time and the effort to um, create content and try pro- and produce high quality professional, and I just wanted to grow in it. And that was something that I had never produced any type of video with actual audio in it, like somebody's voice in it. And my first day on at Strive, we got an interview, and I was like freaking out i'm sweating again i'm like about to pass out and i'm like i have no clue what i'm doing and thankfully the team here at strive was very helpful and helped to guide me along the way with growing with it and now i'm like an interview that's nothing like i'll go do that in 50 minutes or something like that right but um then when school started i got offered the full-time role as the creative director and I was like, I'm. I was planning on going to school, but um, I didn't really know what I wanted to pursue. Mm-hmm. So I was looking into the media field, but it's like sports media and production or news reporting. And I was like, don't really, I'm not built for a news reporter. <laughs> so I was like, I. Don't know what I want to pursue, and I don't want to go and spend a ton of money just wasting a year in my life. Right, spinning your tires, yeah. trying to figure it out. And I was like, this seems like the best possible solution for me at the current moment, and it's money, and I get to do what I love, which, of course, it's not about the money ever. Well, sometimes, <laughs> but that's not what should drive you. And so I was like, I'm going to go wholeheart after strive and that was a year and a half ago. and So it's really, I went from never shooting any type of sports in my life to then a year later shooting every sport and now a year later than that, now creating all the intros for NSAA and creating all the um, in-house venue videos for NSAA and starting to grow a team and really now having a year being in it I know more than I did last year and I'm always just trying to
1: learn and grow with what I'm creating so. So it sounds like if I got your timeline right summer of 2017 you had never done any editing or really any real content production. Never. And so in fall of 17 you had that soccer video that kind of helped put you on the map and then in the winter you started helping with b-ball. Winter of 17 and 18 you were Mm -hmm. helping with basketball. Spring of 18, you were filming, just filming still. yeah, Just only filming still in 18. And it wasn't until probably the summer of 2018 before you started doing your first big editing. Like actual editing productions. So, so, like, I would say
2: my professional editing life started the first day of me working at Strive. Okay. So, like, it's
1: been, like, 18 months then that you've mm-hmm. been... um an editor, if you will. Or doing any type of media production. <laughs> and so you've come quite a way, if anyone's ever watched any of your videos. I mean, I know I just saw your um, the ballpark one you did yeah. with uh, Parks and Rec um, this past summer, and that was incredible. Um, just that work with the drone and everything. And Bob um, DeHart, uh, DeHart. 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 Um, he commented on you know, just feeling, getting the chance to kind of sit down with you at the complex trying to shoot lightning strikes yes. you know, one, one night and everything like that. So you've come a long way you know, in a short, short amount of time. Um, yes. What would you say has kind of helped you move the fastest in that time? You know, why have you been able to progress so fast? I,
2: there's been a lot in my life in the last year and a half that's really helped progress me through going from literally not knowing jack squat to now knowing I hope a little bit more than that Mm -hmm. but um like just being immersed in it Mm -hmm. and that like this is my life And, like, I thought, oh, you just have to turn on a camera. It does all the stuff for you. You don't have to think about, like, how to shoot it or anything. It's on auto. It's like, it's just, (laughs) you have to just compose the shot to the right angle Mm -hmm. that you want. But now being immersed in it so much more, like, I know all the settings of a camera. I know how to set it up in, like, less than a minute of how I want the shot to look. Get your white balance, your ISOs. Yeah, your your shutter speed, aperture, everything your color profile and everything set up within a matter of seconds and so um, like it's gone from not knowing anything to now like I have to know this because the video that we shoot this year could possibly be used next year mm-hmm. and then also it will be used in years and future and future and years to come this clip could come. be
1: used you know yeah. in 10 years still yeah. you know, if I do
2: it right yeah so it's grown from just trying to capture content to now actually trying to how can we have the best content to create or to have in the future if we ever need to pull back to it and so I would just say if you want to learn it you just have to do it Mm -hmm. don't sit there and contemplate and be like well I don't have the right camera for this or like I'll try it tomorrow because there's some other kid in the world right now that's saying, I want to do this right now, so I'm just going to go out and do that.
1: I'm going to take not, whatever camera I can get yeah. at the local junk store or the local thif- yeah. uh, uh, pawn shop, and I'm going to run with it. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, I can pull
2: back to the first photo that I remember actually taking and saying, whoa, like, I want to pursue this more in my life, and I actually, like, photography is where I started. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I've done photography for years now, not professionally, just, like, a fun hobby that I would snap photos with the GoPro mm-hmm. or an iPhone or something. And, like, the first photo I took was of a tree with a sun flare behind it, and it was snowing out. And I was like, <laughs> that's cool, and everything. And, and now you look now, back at that picture, and you probably think, oh, I could have done this better. Yeah. I could have done that if I had just done this. But... I also look back at it, and I'm like, that is where it started. Mm-hmm. And I'm very grateful to like, just be able to snap that photo and that I was able to have that chance to do it. And that like technology has progressed so far that now you don't have to shoot with a film camera and have a black room <laughs> and produce all of that photo or um, turn around and actually create those photos. Mm-hmm. And now it's like you can literally touch a screen and takes a photo for you and it's like and you incredibly slide sharp
1: onto a big old mac
2: display yeah. and, and it's like it's just grown so fast but it's also been incredible to be able to be a part of it
1: growing and seeing how technology
2: um builds on itself
1: yeah and you know how i kind of see it and it, correct me if i'm wrong but that time spent you know back in the days with actual um, film developing is now spent in front of a computer screen you know touching up making sure everything you know it's it's the, the hours didn't disappear they just shifted you know Indeed. where they kind of went you know yeah don't you kind of think kinda I w- so I would
2: agree with that and like I have a buddy who still shoots film mm-hmm. and um, when I have a less busy schedule I really want to try to pursue film yeah because i Like, I've talked to a lot of people and I've gained a lot of connections over the last couple of years. That, like, some people are like, well, film is just so tedious and hard to do, but it's so raw Mm -hmm. and so, like, the images are just incredible. And so, like, it has its own beauty to it. Mm -hmm. And so, I really want just to try to pursue it, even if I am horrible at it. I don't care. Like, I just want to try it and have something else that I can say. I've I tried it. film for two months and I absolutely was horrible at it, but um, it's its own creative area
1: that still needs some life to it. For so, sure. That's really cool. Um, um, so, you mentioned a little bit about college. What were you thinking about? You know, where were you thinking about going? What were you thinking about studying? and yeah just kind of tell me a little bit about that
2: um
1: well so
2: junior year uh, my whole life was football and that is what I wanted to pursue and what I wanted to be in and I was going whole hard um 5 a.m mornings grinding out with my best friends in the weight room and doing d-line drills and that's what our life what revolved around Mm -hmm. and so, um, from a young age, I've always wanted to play football. And of course, every Nebraskan kid's dream from a young age was to play in Memorial Stadium. And I like, I think that would have been incredible to do. And now I get to film in Memorial Stadium. So like it kind of, ba- Not it. I, it's a certain spot of it. And I get to be in the stadium and I got to play in it once. So I'm happy with that. But, um, yeah I was always focused on football and I wanted to pursue that and that's what I was looking into for school and so whatever school would take me to play, but I didn't know what I really wanted to pursue academically mm-hmm. and so um I've always been a good student like I'm not the I need to work on my reading like mm-hmm. I need to read more to gain a little bit more knowledge or you can never learn too much right so yeah but um, yeah, I was always a good student and I was like, I could go probably anywhere I wanted to or to a certain extent right, right inside the mm-hmm. state. So I could have gone to UNK, I could have gone to UNL and my main spot probably was UNL because their media production team of it is incredible. I went and through They the, have uh,
1: Husker Vision mm-hmm. and all of that. And so. I graduated from the, um, journalism and mass communications program. Yeah. So I got to experience or see um, those individuals at yeah, work through Husker vision you know work at yacht club where you got to produce your own like <clears throat> ads and everything like that your own video content and so yeah I could only imagine it with you with those types of resources at your disposal <laughs> at such a you know young age um, all the content that you could have been able to create so that could have been really cool but you know talk um, you know what would you go back to college for if you decide to change your you know in your, you know, in five years, in, you know, eight years, is there, you know, is college in your, in your plan at all anymore? Or are you just pretty much being okay without it and you can be successful without it? That's, so that's something that I've thought
2: about a lot actually of late is because I go to these state, I go to these different state events across the state and I also go to a ton of football games. And so I meet young creators everywhere and so I'll just have the chat with them and see well, what are you wanting to do or like what is your dream are you going into this actually or are you going into something else and so it's very interesting seeing how other people's responses are of it and I've been blessed that I got the opportunity to work with Strive and that I am where I am now because it's not something that pops up every day Right. Um. but I think like if I were to go to school it would be for something else other than video. Because I can learn a lot probably through school for mm-hmm. video, but I've also learned so much that through video these past this past year and a half that's like I almost feel like I would be losing money and time and progress having to go through a beginner class of mm-hmm. photography. Right. Or beginners class of video. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm doing professional interviews with Bill Curry I'm doing interviews or I've shot behind the scenes with Rex Burkhead and so it's like I've gotten these professional settings that I've gotten to see like hands on how they go and everything and so I, my issue would be I um, would be losing time going to school for video mm-hmm. so if in three years I'm not loving video anymore and I'm like I want to go pursue something else and get an actual degree, I will go to school for that. And I'm not counting school out of my life. But at the current moment I think how my life is uh, maybe I'll do an online course and that's probably the best thing that I actually probably could do. Yeah. But um, my schedule's so busy and it keeps me on my toes and I'm making a living off of what I'm doing. So I'm like, what else can you really ask for? And right. um, Like I've always learned the best from being hands on. And so just being literally thrown into the field and here, learn the camera settings. So I've done that here. Learn how to shoot a football game. All right. I've done that. Learn how to take photos of a football game. Check. I've done that. So it's like, I've, Really learned, and so if I have to learn something, I'm gonna just dive right into it. I'm gonna give it everything I have to
1: learn that because that's what I want to pursue. That's so. That's a lot. I mean, that's that's crazy that you've been able to, because not everyone has that um, discipline to be able to, you know, stay focused and grind through something that you know, they're definitely going to hit a roadblock. I'm sure you hit a roadblock at some point where there was something that you were trying to learn and you couldn't just get it right. And there's so many people <laughs> that hit that roadblock and then they're just, they're done. You know, they, they they can't get themselves over that roadblock and then they give up. And so for you to have that discipline to hit hit a roadblock and still, you know, overcome that that obstacle, um, that, that says a lot about you and your personal character and your upbringing, you know, being able to have that discipline and so that's that's something to be super admired and you know I'm I'm, um you know it's great that you've been able to find a home for um all those different types of skills and so speaking a little bit um about you know what you've kind of learned what was something that you you know now that you wish you knew year one that would have made everything a little bit easier I'm sure there's a lot of things that you could probably choose from but is there something that kind of sticks out oh man uh (laughs) That's a very tough question. Like, I
2: don't know if there's a certain thing that really sticks out with it that would be like, I really wish I would have known that. There's not just something that comes to mind. I know that there's probably some things that Mm -hmm. I know that I was like, I really wish I would have known that going into it. But I think how I've always just taken it is um, you have to start somewhere and your content when you first start creating is not going to be great it's Mm -hmm. not going to be perfect and I've always been a perfectionist and so some videos would take me way too long to create and I'd be way too um, meticulous on how I have to create it but I think now going into it it's just having the repetition the repetitions of practice makes perfect Mm -hmm. and having the reps of I've created over probably 200 videos in the last year and a half and so now I can go and I'm like I know the storyline that I have to create I know what I have to do and um, I feel more confident and calm with creating a huge video. last year going into it, I would create a two minute video every week and I would like freak out and have, like, panic attacks because I was like, it's not perfect, I don't know what I'm doing, like, and it would take me hours to create, and now, like, I was creating eight-minute videos highlighting six different teams across the state in, like, a day and a half. And, like, if I would have even imagined that that's what I would have been
1: doing last year, I would have had no clue that's what actually would have been happening. What's it like been growing up in York County, and, you know, what are the different... Kind of things that kind of helped you growing up in York county kind of get to get you to where you are today, yeah, so i love I love living
2: in York county, and it's been a blessing and I love the small town atmosphere because especially playing football, if you can't tell sports is a huge part of my life, and I my life kind of revolves around sports and especially football that's just my sport that I've always grown up with, and I love. And so being a part of the football team, it was incredible having the community come out and watch us every night and having that atmosphere because they're the best fans in the state and would not change playing at Levitt Stadium for anything. And so um, York is just the right size town that's not so tiny that you could throw a stone across (laughs) the, the city of York. But it's also not so large that it's chaos and crazy and backup with traffics, traffic jams or something really? like that. But um,
1: yeah, I think York has been a great spot, and you know what's it like been living even just working here in Henderson? you know, how's that kind of been to you? Um, I know you're always on the road and traveling and stuff like that, but when you're here, you know working you know maybe if you spend you know is there a day where you spend like six hours here and you're just working here and so like what's it like you know being able to just you know walk over to perks or something like that you know is that kind of or haven't you know people kind of just stop by or anything like that what's that kind of like
2: yeah so I do work out of the office here in Henderson a good chunk and so it's not a bad commute 15 mm-hmm. minutes and so um That's my day to day is sometimes working out of the office, sometimes working across the state, but it, that small town community where people can just hop in off the street any day or any minute and you can just be friendly and cordial with them and have a great conversation. Even if you don't know them, you Mm -hmm. There's just that small town atmosphere that is incredible,
1: no but that's kind of I know what you mean because that's kind of what I enjoy about being you know I lived in Chicago for a little bit. I lived in Indianapolis for a while, and those are some pretty larger cities. I think Indianapolis was eight million people or eight eight hundred thousand people, and Chicago was a few you know a few million or something like that and so it's it's crazy just to like you know have people that just walk by you. And don't even try to like acknowledge your existence, and you won't ever find that you know in a Henderson, in a in a York, in Bradshaw, in McCool, in any yeah. of our communities. You know, anyone that you walk by, you know, is gonna you know say hello. If it's a nice day, they're gonna you know say, "Hey, aren't you enjoying the weather?" Or if it's snowing outside, they're gonna walk by and complain about the snow with you. <laughs> I agree. And just all those kind of fun things that come with living in a in a small town. So I kind of get what you're saying that about small town culture. that small town vibe is a real thing that draws people here because it's what drew me back is because, you know, living in those big cities, you know, it's it's tough to get involved with organizations because people don't know you. Um, they're less likely to, you know, be, you know, be friendly with you because they don't really know you. You know, here you living in York, you know, I can walk into, you know, um, York Jewelry, and I know Steve Taylor and Steve Taylor and me and his boys, um, hung out and were friends, you know, through sports and athletics and other, um, you know, FBLA and other activities like that, you know, I can, you know, walk in there and have a conversation with Steve and, you know, I I could be there for a half hour before I ever start talking about jewelry with Steve, um, or I could go into Wagner's decorating, and me and Bruce can um, sit down and talk. You know, I can ask about how everything's going in his life with his family, and you know, the volunteer fire department and everything like that. And I, he he'll be able to talk to me and want to know you know how my experience at YCDC has been, and you know how things are you know, how things are going. And so I think I, something else to add to that is
2: even like the younger kids in the school or mm-hmm. in the community they're you're still kind of um active with them even in the high school level because you do see them sometimes not every day but you see them at sporting events and there is that community and there's all that family and mm-hmm. um bonds between young siblings that have or siblings that have students in elementary school and also, students that are in the high school, or um the community is one it's not kind of felt separated by right. like a huge city atmosphere, like if you went to Omaha, there's thirty plus high schools
1: or Lincoln, yeah. yeah, where there's you know six or eight different high schools, and you you have like three or four middle schools that feed into each high school, yeah, how it's kind of compartmentalized and stuff like that,
2: yeah, and so I think that small town atmosphere that you don't have to know everyone, but if, like, especially being a student athlete, they know who you are. And you could be at the store one day, and if you're wearing a Duke shirt, they'll say, How's the game on Friday? Mm-hmm. And that's just something that maybe you wouldn't get at one of those bigger cities.
1: Right on. Yeah. And that, I think, is what really makes York special. So, what. Um... You talked a little bit when we were, you know, setting up, you know, I was setting up the mics and everything, you talked a little bit about, you know, moving to Lincoln in the future. Talk a little bit about, you know, why you, you want to move to Lincoln and, you know, um, just a little bit about, you know, your experiences with that. Yeah, so,
2: don't get me wrong, I love York, I love the small town atmosphere, like we were just saying, but um, I... I also want to be able to experience life a little bit and I want to get out of that um, small-town vibe and I want to um, grow with the culture that I'm in as well as making connections because yeah York is great and everything and you can grow there but when you start to step into that bigger atmosphere after building a little bit more of a name for myself or brand and now having my own digital portfolio, I could walk up to Arch Rival. I could walk up to Huddle. I could walk up to Husker Vision, the football team, and I could show here's what I can do. Here's what I can create and let me help or hire me on and mm-hmm. I'll do this full time for you where I can be a freelancer. And so I can, there's been a ton that I've been able to do here in York, but I also, I want to grow my personal brand and I want to help create incredible content that has an impactful story that looks f- incredibly professional or it is a high level of professionalism. And so I think stepping into Lincoln where there are those bigger brands and bigger names and Growing in that type of uh atmosphere and space, I think that's something that you have to experience sometime in your life, or you won't
1: ever grow. Yeah, so. I think that's that's a, a great thing to hit on. You know, I want, you know, as much as you know, my my job with YCDC is to get people to move to Seventeen County and to stay in Seventeen County. But I think a big part of that, um, you know, coming back to Seventeen County to York County, you know, comes with I want you to come back as an asset you know I want you if you do leave here I want you to experience as much as you can and learn as much as you can so that way when you come back to to York and york county um you can give back to the community and help you know help the community however you see you know see best you know whether that's you know bringing in a business here and starting your own business or you know coming back here to continue a business and move your family back here you know we want we want people to come back to york we just you know, it's it, it's sad to see the individuals leave for a little bit, um, but we're so happy when everyone come comes back to York. I know just as, you know, in my short um, few years living back here in York, because I moved back in 2016 after moving away, um, it, it's awesome whenever someone else comes back, because everybody gets really excited that they're coming back. They want to know what their, what their plans are now, um, and so we definitely want to you know, see that. So, you know, I I wish you all the best when and if you decide to um, get outside of York County, but I also want you to know that, you know, when you come back, we're going to open you, you know, have you with open arms and everything. So what sorts of things, you know, make you want to, make you want to stay in York? You touched a little bit about community. What are some other things that, you know, make you want to stay in York? Uh, Community for me has a huge
2: role in it and a huge part of it, because I feel like if you're, just an outlier community, there's like, it's just not a fun time at all. Mm-hmm. There's no real connection with it. I also believe, um, like the school, the public schools in York are a great thing. And the, the role that they have in building the young leaders in our community and everything and helping to be able to properly, um, Educate them into going into public space or into going to universities and representing York properly and well I think that's something that is of huge importance and I think York does a great job with that with the public schools and so um, I would say that's a big factor for me as well um, it's also a pretty inexpensive place to live. Yeah, That's kinda it's kind of nice It's not, too. and you're in the perfect spot right between Lincoln and all well Lincoln and Grand Island, mm-hmm. which is both about 45 minutes away. So you can hop over there for in the morning and be back before noon, mm-hmm. and get some shopping done or go over for a nice evening with dinner. So or for dinner, but um, yeah, York is kind of just right in the perfect spot. That's not too far of a commute to right. uh, two big cities that have... Even Omaha of, is only, yeah, you know, less hour than two hours half. away. Yeah, hour and a half. So it's, it's kind of just like a perfect gem in the middle of Nebraska that you would never expect.
1: For sure, so. yeah. Um, our convenience on Interstate 80 is, un, you know, unparalleled, you know, with just Lincoln being right there, Grand Island being right there, Kearney, you know, even on a bigger scale, <laughs> um... Colorado isn't Denver isn't that far away. About six hours, hours, yeah, six, six to seven eight hours. hours. Um, Chicago is about eight hours away. Kansas City's, you know, three hours, four hours, depending yeah. on how you drive. Um, so yeah, I mean, just even in that scale, I mean, York is in a it's a spot good, that you would not expect to
2: be in a perfect spot right and that you can get to a lot of the large locations Mm -hmm. in the
1: Midwest within a matter of less than 10 hours right yeah so very very great um what are some things that you kind of you know you've lived here and you know I also grew up grew up in York as well we know York you know York tries its best to be perfect but we know it's not (laughs) perfect what are some things that you kind of wish were improved within York and York County well i think if you added
2: in like a blaze pizza that would be pretty incredible <laughs> I, I know that's a top
1: spot in lincoln that we always have to hit up yeah, a pizza place another pizza place here yeah. in town would be good like a sit down like yeah. a little pizza um, i think like i got
2: to love pizza hut and they got some solid wings and everything but i also if you've ever had blaze pizza in lincoln it's a uh, how i like to describe it it's the subway of pizza yeah yeah so it's like I, I a it. 16 i call it the chipotle pizza, yeah
1: so it's kind of funny you use that yeah
2: <laughs> so it's it's a great little place and so um i like just that fresh homemade
1: amazing
2: crust pizza and so i think just bring something like that some, would be some sort of local pizza that'd be really uh, cool like
1: okay that'd be cool so oh, we'll jump into the last uh, thing I have here. We'll do our little rapid fire questions, and then I'll let you you know enjoy the rest of your evening. You might have work to do. I don't. I'm not sure if you do or don't. But what's your favorite restaurant in York County?
2: If there's oh, a place man. that you
1: love to go. Like you can't or, ever go wrong with Runza. Runza? Okay. Yeah, Runza's pretty good. What's your go-to meal then? Is it is it a Runza meal, or do you have a uh like a different uh, meal that you enjoy?
2: I'm kind of. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Runza Buffalo Wraps. The Buffalo Wraps? It's just a nice and simple Buffalo Wrap. You can't go wrong with it.
1: You are definitely a younger person by <laughs> naming off a fast food and going with that. Yeah,
2: oh. or some late night Applebee's okay. with half-priced apps. Yeah, I've yeah. done that a couple of
1: times, so. I'm a big fan of those those half-priced apps as well. Those are easier on the wallet. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Can't argue with that. Um, what's your favorite event in York County? Is there something that you look forward to every year, whether it's a sip and stroll? I know they're having the holiday festival here coming up. Um, York Fest, York County Fair. What's kind of your favorite one?
2: Definitely. So, especially when I was young, I always loved York Fest and the parade because our house, when we lived, so I've moved once here in York, so when we used to live in downtown York, our house was a block away from the parade. So we just walk right (laughs) in our backyard and everything and go get candy for the afternoon. But um, as of aged a little bit more um i think i'm i always love going to the game on friday night i love okay. supporting the york guys and watching them play so it's kind of grown i love york fest but i also love football as well so. friday
1: night nothing better than friday, friday night at east hill um so we maybe touched on this a little bit but if you could start your own business what would that be you know, if you could have your own little whatever, what what would that be? So,
2: I am currently actually working on getting my own production company as well. Oh, wow. So, that's something else that I do on the side is I do a lot of freelance. And so, I've worked with the National Guard. I've worked with a um, production agency out of Lincoln called Athlete Nation. And I... Um, so, I do a lot of side work on as much as I can. And so... Um, just try and build my own personal brand and my own personal name. So I think um, either someday down the road having my own production agency that I can produce out to high-end qu- clients to get sweet video contract deals, I think that'd be sweet. But um, yeah, I think that's... That would be really cool. And what's your... Uh, you have a website, right? What's I do. What's your website? So it's Ben at Ben Mohorn. No, that's my email um benmohorn.com
1: benmohorn.com b e n m o h m o h o r n that would be cool everyone go check that out make <laughs> sure you uh check out that do you have an
2: instagram or i do so both my instagram and twitter are both just benmohorn as well so okay. m o h o r n and there's some good content that you put out i there. try um <laughs> my so how it usually goes for me is I love to create content and I'm always taking photos. Like I've probably taken over a hundred thousand photos in the time that I've been alive. But, um, I am maybe the worst person about posting any type of content. <laughs> so I will, I'll have like posts ready and everything. And then I'll get into my own head and it'll be like, I got to tweak that photo just slightly. And then, Four days later, I'm like, wait, I never posted that photo. I got to post it. So it just kind of goes downhill with posting. But I tried to post at least five times a month.
1: Cool. No, that's so. good. That's good content, though. All right. Last question I have for you. If you could have a meal with any three people, alive or dead, who would those three people be? Oh, man. Um. Well, okay. So someone that I follow a lot is
2: Peter McKinnon. So he's a YouTube content creator. And, um, so I think he would be definitely one of the people that I would sit down to talk with. Probably an obvious answer would be George Washington. Okay. So I can't ever go wrong with him and just see, I'm a huge history nerd and I've also always loved geography. And so, um, I think it would be sweet just to step back in time and see, because it's what they went through at that period of their life. Right, was he was incredible. like 25 or when he was yeah. like crossing the Delaware yeah. and fighting all those people. And so like his experience on life and his view of life and the founding fathers and everything, mm-hmm. that would be just incredible to re-experience and see. But um, yeah, those would be two. And then my third, I'll go, so someone that I've always looked up to and a huge um, athletic person that i've always loved to watch is jj watt so okay we had to i'd probably jj watt would be a cool guy to sit down with for afternoon lunch that so. would be that
1: would be good so killer that was um great time i learned a whole heck of a lot of, about you um i don't think i've ever i think the longest we had a conversation was almost a year ago when i yeah first got hired here we uh, me and uh, you and um, Taylor and probably Eric. Yeah, it was Eric. I don't know if Taylor was here or not. Okay. It so was, it was, I think it was me, you, and Eric, and Lisa. Yeah. Um, we stood around here and talked for a little bit. Um, so I haven't really got to um, you know speak with you, but I have heard a lot from you know individuals within your life. Um, I just interviewed Chad Shretland the other day. Yeah. And he had nothing but great things to say about you. Um, so um, you know, thank you for taking time out of your day and sitting down with me. And you know it's been a pleasure. Um, you know I hope you do. Um, don't let 17 County hold you back. You know go and do whatever you need to do and be successful, however you see that. Um, but also just remember, like I was saying, you know we'll welcome you back whenever you decide to, you know, you know come back to 17 County. So, for um, sure. You know, best of luck with everything in the future. This
0: is 17 County. A new podcast brought to you by the York County Development Corporation in Nebraska. For more information about life and opportunity in the heartland, visit yorkdevco.com. Come grow with us. And if you liked this episode, be sure to rate and review 17 County on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.